0: Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your friendly neighborhood host of The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about all things related to entertainment and pop culture. If you've been keeping your finger on the pulse of what's happening this week, you may have heard about somebody named Billie Eilish. She totally dominated at the Grammys Sunday night, and so we are going to talk about her, and if you haven't heard of her, we're going to get you up to speed on who she is and why it's important that you know about her, the good, the not-so-good, and everything in between. And we would love for you to join the conversation as well, so be sure to let us know what you think by emailing us at team, that's T-E-A-M, at thepluggedinshow.com. In fact, this week, we heard from a listener named Matt Young, who wrote in to share some of his ideas about future podcasts, and he also told us, you at least have one listener from Canada, specifically Kitchener, Ontario. Thanks so much for writing in, Matt. We loved hearing from you. Yeah. So let's dive into our conversation, and joining me today are... Kristen Smith. then Bob Hoos, Paul Acey. And Jonathan McKee. All right. Well, for our icebreaker, well, it's awards season. And I want to know, do you enjoy watching award shows like the Oscars or Grammys or Golden Globes? Why or why not? It's pure torture.
1: (laughs) Bob, I really wish you would just
0: give us a real opinion.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, we we do it because it's part of our job. But so often, from, from my perspective, it is just you have to listen to everything but Whatever the subject matter may be, okay. you know all these stars and artists believe that their opinion matters. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> so it seems so, like you're
0: a no.
2: Honest.
1: Can't tell. You know, I actually really enjoy it. It 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 casts a different uh, light on it. You know, uh-huh. the the Oscars when you're actually working and you're thinking about all this sort of stuff. But I've I've actually been watching the Oscars since I was a kid. When, when Raiders of the Lost Ark was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, I was super excited. Back when it. they made really good films. Back when they made really right, good yeah. films. And I remember just sitting there waiting for Raiders to win Best Picture, and it didn't. I was very sad about yes, that. One, but, one of many
0: miscarriages of justice at the Oscars.
1: But I don't think that I've missed actually a, an Oscars telecast since. So, so Ow, I kind of like it. That's dedicated. It's a little nerdy. I know, I know. But <laughs> look at me. I don't right, well, have any right.
3: strong feelings either way. I think it's I think it can be great. I think it can be okay. Sometimes I watch it, sometimes I don't. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I'm right in the middle because, like Paul, I I really enjoy movies. And so for me to see who wins and sometimes go, oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I want to see that. Um, but I'm also like Bob that, you know, like for years we would write an article about the MTV Music Awards and MTV Movie Awards. And man, it, it honestly, it just, it really just kind of saddened my heart, man. It just, it, it hurt my soul sometimes watching it because... We just saw people that might have been good artists, but they weren't good role models. And it was just sad to me that young people were just sitting there, you know, clinging on to every word of nonsense. And, and that's not everybody, but it definitely, you know, on each show you'll watch, there's some really good and some really bad. So I'm in the middle there.
0: Yeah, I'm probably in the middle too, even though that feels like an extraordinarily lame response. Uh, Now, actually, we had Oscar parties at our house for years. We have even had Golden Globes parties because we enjoy just having a conversation about what the culture says is is significant. So I'm probably on the pro-award show side, even if I don't always like everything that's on there.
1: You know, and one of the things that I think appeals to me is just the competitive... Mess of it, even though it's ridiculous competition. You know, it's so subjective. But I always like to know what is best. And, and so, yeah, yeah. most importantly,
0: the faces of losers as they try to pretend <laughs> <laughs> that it's
1: okay that they didn't
0: win, and they and they try to hide their expressions of of disgust and disappointment. For years, for years a
2: group of friends and myself, we would actually dress up as characters from our favorite movie <laughs> no, when we no, went see, to the Oscars. That's thing. more interesting than my first response. That's but again, fun. that was back yeah. when they had
4: good films. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, my oh, that's goodness. awesome. That's like going to a Super Bowl party to actually see the Patriots. It's like it's really more about the food. Come on. It's always about the
1: food.
0: All right. Well, it seems like perhaps we're wandering a field, and and we'll maybe get to the Super Bowl at some point later on. But I want to go back to something Jonathan said as a segue into our main segment today. You talked about role models. And obviously, role models are anybody who is famous and develops a following, people look to them. And their opinions, their ideas, uh, their choices matter because young people especially – identify with them. I think that's true of celebrities in general, but I especially think it's true of musicians. And I think musicians Mm -hmm. are some of the most important role models out there for young people. And every couple of years, someone new explodes onto the music scene and just shakes things up because Mm -hmm. they do things differently. They have a different look, a different sound, uh, a different attitude. And I think all of those things are really true of Billie Eilish this year. I mean, her, her bass thumping, synth infused songs don't sound like anybody and yeah. i mean i think about her hit bad guy it gets in your head and and it's like for me it's there the rest of yeah. the day yeah yeah you know? it doesn't leave it doesn't leave <laughs> um and apparently the folks at the grammy awards this year agreed because billy swept all four major awards this year yep. best new artist record of the year song of the year and album of the year and don't have me tell you how those are different because that i don't i can't even begin <laughs> to explain but the interesting thing is the last time that happened anybody know yeah. I do. Okay, Paul. When was 1981. it? 1981. And who was it? Christopher Cross. All right. Are you gonna sing or am I gonna sing? You sing. Sailing. <laughs> takes yeah. me away oh no to
4: where no, I'm no, one away. Ah. no one signed
0: up for this no one signed up for now christopher
4: cross is like the patron my, my saint. my ears up. are bleeding yes you, <laughs> know you, you know what i'm really hoping that people go back and start actually listening to his album more now that that's been on every newspaper there <laughs> yes well
0: there you go well it's been a long time since this happened and actually she did a couple things that have never happened she was the youngest album of the year winner ever and no female has ever swept four of these categories so clearly billy's a Big deal. And I want to spend some time today talking about her influence. To kick us off, my first question is, how would you describe Billie Eilish's overall vibe and image?
3: I think there's a lot that can be said about her vibe and image. Um, she's definitely original. You definitely get her vibe is like, I don't, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna and how do does that me. show up
0: in what she looks like?
3: Uh, I mean, it's what she wears, you yeah. know, like just kind of her hair. Like she's always like fun. Like her hair is like green and black and... Her clothes are, too, and so she just, like, switches it up a lot. Um, she definitely does her own thing, and she doesn't conform to the typical, like, pop princess. Oh, in
2: fact, she's sort of the anti-pop yeah. Star: Almost yeah. the anti
1: yeah. Ariana Grande, even though she called her out in the Grammys, I think that that's, that was sort of an interesting thing that she did because yeah, uh-huh. she 's so much unlike her in a way. It was yeah. almost
0: like she was embarrassed that she kept winning these awards
1: yeah, yeah, and that was so charming I thought in the Grammys was, was that she she felt real. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the appeals that we have in in music itself mm-hmm. is that I think it connects with us because it feels real to our lives. It feels real on point. And I think that that when you have somebody like Billie Eilish who who exudes this sort of reality, I think it makes her much more um, it just it, it, there's an attraction to her. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. I think think authenticity is huge to this generation, and they want something real. They want something authentic. And honestly, that's where Billy's kind of a relief for young people Mm -hmm. because, you know, I mean, think about it. For decades, we've seen, you know, from Britney, and now we have Ariana, it's like kind of this honestly sexualized image of you know you have to look perfect and trim and wearing lingerie and sitting on the kitchen counter in lingerie you know or whatever (laughs) and here and billy's kind of you know she's literally kind of draped herself with more clothing than the average girl on campus and kind of with this like i don't care image and i think it's a relief for a lot of young people yeah and she's
2: she's not grinding on anybody in any of her videos either no you know i mean it's it's a completely different feel. Although she does sit on one guy's
0: back while he does push-ups. That's true. Which is, that's true.
1: <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll I'm get not to exactly that.
0: sure what's going on there. It
2: but was in, pretty in interesting. Way, I, I'd also wanted to say in terms of of her look and in the appeal or the uh, the image that she projects, in a sense, when you watch her, she's almost like a uh, performance artist. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you were talking mm. about how real she is, but on the other hand, she uses... Different idioms to uh, to create these images, and, and and she's almost like a a, a, a teen Lady Gaga in some Only cases. Only the
0: anti Lady Gaga, right. Yeah, almost. Right, yeah. right, And I would say the other thing about her image is there's definitely um, almost a goth influence. There's yeah. a, there's a darkness here. She has one video that's a breakup song, where she drinks this glass of black water, and then black liquid flows out of her eyes like tears for the rest of it, and you're like. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not sure it's all good. Yeah, And and in the
2: song, uh, what is it, Bury a Friend? Yes. Where where it's almost
0: like a horror movie. Yeah. um, The imagery that she projects. Okay, well, we're going to come back to that, but I want to talk first about what some of the positive and redemptive themes are in her music as we listen to the lyrics specifically.
3: Yeah, I think uh, she doesn't promote drug use. She's actually really against recreational drug use and Zanny is one of the songs that shows that and the idea that one of her lines just kind of talks about how I'm not going to love someone who's basically trying to kill themselves, you know, right. on purpose. Like, if, if this is what your vibe is, I'm not about that. Um, she also is really vulnerable and she talks a lot about wanting to be loved and wanting to be with someone who really knows her. Um so I think that's really cool too.
4: Yeah, I I man, I, I I absolutely agree. I I think it's something that young people can resonate with. Um one of her songs that's been on the charts most recently is Everything I Wanted. Yeah. And in that song, you know, she basically kind of gets vulnerable and talks about man, I, you know, I hope people like me. I hope people notice me. And she, she she gets real and shares about this dream she had where she died and nobody noticed. Mm. And she goes, wow, you know, wouldn't that be awful? But the thing I like is the song really takes a switch halfway through the middle of it and all of a sudden there all of a sudden she's with somebody who says hey as long as i'm here no one can hurt you yeah, and I it's someone you. who then in you know and and in an interview you find out that she's saying hey that was my brother for me my brother's been mm-hmm. there for me and in the lyrics actually which he helped write you know say you know hey you know if I could help you change the way you see yourself. And that, that's pretty cool yeah. because here's someone who's struggling with her image and he's saying, no, 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 don't you see? You've got so much more to offer. You've got redemptive value. So I, I love good self-esteem messages. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well, let's flip the coin now. And I want to ask the question, what are some of the problematic issues or things that young fans could mishear in a problematic way?
2: Or miss-see. Or miss-see. Like, like, for yeah. example, Kristen, you were saying that she's anti-drug. Yeah. But, like in the in that uh, video that I mentioned, Bury a Friend,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, there's, there's one point where uh, she's talking about, I want to end me. Yeah. And, and they these hands, these disembodied hands, sort of drive hypodermic needles into her back. Yeah. Okay. Now that certainly can give a a positive message about staying away from drugs. On the other hand, it could be interpreted as something much more negative.
3: Yeah, there's a lot here that I think can is just straight up can be interpreted negatively and is negative. Like there's a lot of references to seduction, uh sex, uh kind of like valuing what's off limits and really being like into whatever it is that's off limits, and then she has a, like a fascination with horror and death and murder and self mutilation and suicide, and so some of these things really show themselves in a lot of her music.
0: Yeah, so a little bit of self esteem, a little bit of self mutilation. You know, we sort of have <laughs> yeah, I mean, both of those well, things going on.
1: It's a really tricky thing sometimes, and I think even even the realness of of a Billie Eilish can be. Problematic for some, you mm-hmm. know, I think that she's been very open with her own mental health struggles mm-hmm. she's been open with her depression, um, and she deals with a lot of these issues in her songs and and I think that for some some of her listeners can find that cathartic mm-hmm. and encouraging yeah. and and a, a way to allow them to process their own emotions, but for others, they can latch onto those and sort of embrace them in an unhealthy way and and you just don't know which way it's going to be unless you, you know, it depends on the person. Yeah.
4: Well, and because of the way entertainment media is nowadays, uh, basically most of these interviews now are uncensored because it's not just an interview on ABC after an award show. It's now young people got a device in their pocket where they're jumping to YouTube, exactly, and they're watching an uncensored interview, so they're catching all her language. And and honestly, I, I... I like Billie Eilish. I, she reminds me of one of the unchurched kids they used to work with in youth ministry, you know. Uh, I, I, but as for being a role model, I mean, her language is really bad. And in all her interviews, and that's, that's where it's kind of mixed. And it's going to be hard for parents because she'll be doing something really nice in an interview. She'll be talking about one of her fans and encouraging her fans. Or she'll show up and surprise one of her fans by being there for while dropping the f bomb, you know, and, and so there's kind of this mixed bag of nuts that parents gotta, you know, <laughs> sort through as they talk about this, and and then also there's like the the moments, you know, she'll say like after she won all these awards, they said, hey, what do you do next? And she says, being in the moment is all I'm thinking about, and she goes on to say, I'm gonna do whatever I feel, yeah. whatever I'm in the mood for, I'm gonna go for. And I thought that's just actually, you know, n- nothing against her there. Honestly, she's just a product of our generation of entertainment media because that's what we've been preaching for so long in every song and movie, whatever is, you know, do whatever feels right in the moment.
1: Well, and I think that we have to remember, too, that she's 18. I yeah. mean, I yeah. think that most of us were probably in that space where we were very much of the moment. And I think that that's, Absolutely. that's one thing to sort of to sort of grapple with as we process what Billie Eilish really is, is, is saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go back and talk about this issue of interpretation. Uh, I've been at Plugged In since 2004. And I think a lot of times when we deal with lyrics, there is ambiguity. There isn't necessarily an absolute meaning or, at the very least, an artist can intend one thing that can be heard another. And I think with Barry a friend, uh, I think that this is actually an anti-suicide song. Uh, She talks about in one interview about this being the monster that lives under her bed and that we all have a monster under our bed that whispers, you know, destructive things. And so if I take the context that she has given me separately, I could say, Oh, I think there's some good stuff going on in this song. But if I'm a 12 year old kid And I'm struggling with suicidal ideation, and I read, step on glass, staple your tongue, bury a friend, try to wake up, cannibal class, killing the Sun," bury a friend. Mm -hmm. I want to end me. Yeah. I'm not sure I get an anti-suicide message. I might get just the opposite. And so this is an artist that I think, um, you know, if you have older teens who are into it, it's worth a conversation about – What's going on here? And there yeah. may be kids that are super fans that have, you know, done the same kind of research and know, but there are others who will not know. And, and I think for younger fans, there's a conversation about whether this is a really healthy influence or not. Well, but,
2: and it, it also means that parents need to actually invest in the music. They have to listen to it themselves because you're talking about the the variety of interpretation. See, I think it's positive for parents to listen to some favorite songs and say, Okay, what does this mean, and what are we hearing here?
3: Yeah, I think I think here you have this idea with someone who, and she's talked about this before in a lot of her interviews, that she has this fascination with death, murder, horror, comes from a lot of the things she's seen, comes from media. And so it's so interesting that we're talking about the way that someone in media can influence our kids when she has very much been influenced by the things that she's seen and the things that she's ingested and that comes out in her music. And so yes, um I I'm just going to say I like some of her stuff. So I'm not coming from like this higher up don't listen to her if you turn her on, you know, you're going to hell. But there's a lot here that you can say you can like look at and say, "Hey, this is obviously black and white at least to me like this is not okay and I wouldn't want any kids who's struggling in any area listening to this for good reason but there are also other songs that aren't that can't you know you you don't have to write them off
4: No, absolutely. And I think you need to look at each one individually. And it's hard because we tend to sometimes look at song titles like headlines and read a headline where very often it's misleading. Like she has a song titled Wish You Were Gay. And of course, you know, in the Christian world, we immediately think, oh, she's, you know, this is a pro gay song. Actually, but it's not. The LG- yeah. And those who identify as LGBTQ plus were kind of actually, you know, lashed out at her a little bit and said, hey, what are you saying with this song? And she came yep. out in an interview and said, really, all I'm trying to say with this song is this guy didn't like me. Yeah. And it was for another reason. And I kind of wished it was because, because he was gay that he didn't yep. like me. And yep. then she kind of said, maybe I should have thought about that before I said that. So honestly, it really was just kind of the wording she used there. But a lot of people are jumping on her for that.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Billie Eilish is a great case study in how it's neither black nor white, Mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit of both with a lot of gray in between. And as parents, it's our job to know what's going on and to help our children navigate this stuff. Uh, And, you know, if I had an 18 year old who was a, a Billie Eilish fan, I don't. Uh, that to me would feel like a different thing than if my eleven year old, which I do have, yeah. you know, started to identify with her, and yeah. so it's all about where your kids are at. It's yep. about what their vulnerabilities are, yep. and knowing how. And, and artists like Billie Eilish might press certain buttons. And, and for some kids, there probably are some empowering messages here. But I think that there's some things to be cautious about here, too. And so our message here at Plugged In is you need to be engaged and involved as a parent to know what's happening. And our mission is to give you as much information as we can about everything that's happening in pop culture like Billie Eilish, uh, who is exercising enormous influence in the culture. So hopefully this has been an informative conversation for you today and given you some information about who this artist is and why she's so influential that you can use in relationships with your own kids and with those that you're engaged with. What do you think about Billie Eilish's music? Leave us some feedback or a review or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com and on the episode page this week you'll also find links to all of our reviews to Billie Eilish's music if you want to dig deeper uh, and continue to learn about this influential young artist. And as always, be sure to subscribe to The Plugged In Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell strangers on the subway hey, (laughs) this is the best podcast (laughs) I've listened to this week and you should sign up and here's how you do it. Tell everyone, because we want you to know what's going on in the lives of tweens and teens in your world today. Plugging you into the world of pop culture and technology, I'm Adam Holtz for The Plugged In Show, and we'll see you next week.